Hello, everyone. It's great to be back. The holidays are winding down and the new year is approaching. So I've been busy and not busy at the same time. I was able to have a week off of work, but the holidays were here. So busy in one way and not so busy in another way. I'm excited to really lean into myself today here on the podcast. So let me explain a little bit. I haven't shared too many details about myself. Um, I have in some areas and not in other areas. And I've been thinking a lot about it. And I really want to share a part of my life that actually is a huge part of who I am. For a little while now, I have had some fear around sharing this, but I've come to the conclusion that part of loving who I am is loving everything about myself, whether other people love it about me or not. So let me tell you what it is I've been wanting to share with you. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Some of you may have already known that and others may not have, but it is a part of my life. It is a huge part of my life. In fact, it affects everything in my life from the time I get up to the time I go to bed, even while I sleep. It is who I am and everything about me. And I feel like I was not honoring that part of myself in this podcast. So that's something that I would like to do today. Now, if you choose not to listen because of this difference, I challenge you for just a moment to hang on. Because what I wanted to share today were two things. Religious differences and co-parenting. So I've been thinking about these two topics because in my life, these are things that I face every single day. So I'm going to start with religious differences. So my current husband and I do not share the same common religion. We both believe in God, but we grew up in different religions. This is something that we talked a lot about before we got married, about if this was going to be an issue for him or I, um, how it was going to affect our, my children, our families, our relationship, if our relationship was based off of common religion or what it was based off of. So we spend a lot of time when we were dating talking about as many of these facets as we possibly could, all these variables that were going to have to be faced eventually sometime. We both struggled, right, because in our religions, we have been taught to marry within our religion or encouraged to. 
And so we both have struggled with that. And we were wondering if our families would accept the differences and how that would look. Now, thankfully, we both come from amazing families who have loved both of us and have supported both of us and understand and respect our relationship. And I have married an incredible man who loves me for who I am and doesn't want to change me. And I feel the same about him. So I fell in love with him and then I started thinking about these religious differences. And for a while there, it really concerned me and I didn't know what to do. But the more that I thought about it, the more that I prayed about it, the more that it was more important to me, the more it became more important to me that love was the center of our relationship. We didn't make religion the center of it. We didn't make our my children the center of it. It was us and God, and we put God in the middle of it and love. My previous relationship, I did marry somebody in my religion, but it didn't work out for various reasons. And I'm not saying that I am not supportive of marrying within your religion. I'm just sharing my experience with me marrying in my common religion and then marrying somebody not in my religion or my faith with the same kind of beliefs. So it has been a challenge more than I thought that it would be for me, but a good challenge. So let me explain a little bit further. I have been focusing on different attributes this last few weeks. I've been thinking a lot about the Savior and the attributes that he had, the attributes that we know of in the scriptures. You know, we know that he was a man of integrity and that he provides a lot of hope and he shared and showed a lot of love and charity towards other people. He was very patient, very kind, very humble man. And I've been studying these attributes this last couple weeks, and I've been able to apply it back to my marriage. One of them, one of the attributes that have really been standing out to me is charity and love. Something that I've been trying really hard to focus on and work on, both in my job as a nurse and with my husband, with my children, with my friends, with myself, and with my ex-husband. So lately I've been thinking about some of these things that are differences between us. 
And I've decided instead of looking at these as differences, I want to find the commonalities between us. I want us to be able to bring both of our beliefs, both of our ways of living as far as a religion and a faith goes and be able to combine them and be a partnership in them, not where one or the other is dominant. I really believe that there's a way that we can take the two beliefs and find the commonalities and build something beautiful in our home. We've seen snippets of it. We've had times of that. But this is something new for both of us, something new that we're both navigating for the first time. And so it's been a bit of a challenge. But I keep coming back to the attribute of charity and love. And I married my husband because I loved him. And if I really love him, that means that I am not trying to convince him of anything, but I love him, who he is, how he thinks how he feels, what he believes. I love all of that. And in loving him, I won't try to change him. I just get the opportunity to love him. For me, that's what marriage has been all about. Choosing to love him and respecting and honoring the person that he is. He's not going to become me. He's not going to think and feel like me. Because he is not me. He is his own person. So that's where I've been with the religious differences. Is when things come up and I think to myself, well, I don't necessarily think that way or believe in that. Instead of voicing that, I go back to the thought of, I love this person and this person matters. You know, something my husband and I talked about before we got married also was because we have both been married before and divorced and we didn't ever want to go into marriage in the beginning ever getting a divorce. But after going through all that pain and suffering, we realized things within ourselves that we needed to change and what we, our priorities shifted in what we wanted in a partner And what we were going to be for a partner. And something that we talked a lot about was picturing a table. And there's two chairs at that table. And each of us occupy one of those chairs. He in one and me in the other. And any time there was conflict, differences, or any issues that we as a partnership needed to talk about and work out, whether it be money or kids or decisions, hopes, dreams, religious differences, whatever these things may be, we decided that as a partnership, we would sit together on the same side of the table. And whatever the topic is, the issue that we were discussing would be across from us that we wouldn't sit across from each other and argue the points and try to get the other person to see our point of view. But we would come together as a partnership and look at the issue, not the person. 
Look at the the topic and not the other person and discuss the topic. And that has been such a blessing for me and our relationship. When things start to get a little tough, when we are worn out and we're tired and we don't have much to give. I keep coming back to that thought and then I say, I am on the same side of this table with you. It's the issue. It's not you. It's not me. And we can talk about the issue. And we can be a partnership in this and work on this together. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was co-parenting. You know, I thought that getting a divorce would solve things, just like I thought getting married would solve things. And I learned that it does not. I have learned because I share children with my ex. I couldn't just cut it off and walk away and be done with it. We have had to enter another dynamic with each other and learn how to co-parent and it's been a struggle because the way we choose to live our lives are different and when there's not good communication it changes and affects our home and his home whether it be a choice I make with the children or he does And right now, and for a while, we have not been able to communicate very well with each other, unfortunately. That is my goal, to work towards that, and I'm continuing to work on myself with that. But until that time comes, I am faced with this, um, this gap between a smooth co-parenting and since there's that gap there and there isn't this unity I have to come back to this attribute of charity and love so I wanted to read a little bit from the preach my gospel chapter 6 on how do I develop Christ-like attributes because this is something that I've been studying a little bit and want to go more into for myself because this is really important to me. I have been in this last year focusing mostly on myself and anytime that I get frustrated or lose patience with other people I remind myself hey you need to focus on you you need to change you because there's nothing else that you have control over. And as I've done that, I feel like I've gained a lot of patience and a lot of understanding for other people. And I've been able to just let things go. And I've realized that most everything that used to matter to me doesn't really matter anymore. 
So going back to the topic of charity and love. It says in Preach My Gospel, a man once asked Jesus, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Charity is the pure love of Christ. It includes God's eternal love for all his children. We are to seek to develop that kind of love. When you're filled with charity, you obey God's commandments and do all you can to serve others and help them receive the restored gospel. Charity is a gift from God. The Prophet Mormon said that we should pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart, that we may be filled with this love. As you follow this counsel and strive to do righteous works, your love for all people will increase, especially those among whom you labor. Now this next part that I'm reading to you, a lot of these things I have felt as I've worked on this attribute. So it says, you will come to feel a sincere concern for the eternal welfare and happiness of other people. You will see them as children of God with the potential of becoming like our Heavenly Father, and you will labor in their behalf. You will avoid negative feelings such as anger, envy, lust, or covetedness. You will avoid judging others, criticizing them, or saying negative things about them. You will try to understand them and their points of view. You will be patient with them and try to help them when they are struggling or discouraged. Charity, like faith, leads to action. You will develop charity as you look for opportunities to serve others and give of yourself. Now, in Preach My Gospel also, it asks questions for us to respond to on a scale of one to five. So one being never, two sometimes, three often, four almost always, and five always. And under charity and love, there are about nine questions that it asks, nine or ten questions. So I would like to read some of them off to you. So one is, I feel a sincere desire for the eternal welfare and happiness of other people. Now, as I've thought about that, never, sometimes, often, almost always and always, I can say that, you know, pretty often I feel that way. Another one is when I pray, I ask for charity, the pure love of Christ. Another one is I try to understand others' feelings and see their point of view. That's something I've been working on, seeing things from other people's point of view. So I'll give you another example. The other night, we had the kids in the car and we were driving. My husband was driving the car and he was talking to the kids and explaining something. Well, I, I love conversation. I love to be part of conversation. And naturally, I brought, you know, the kids were asking some questions about something he was bringing up. And I, I was sharing my point of view. My husband reached over, put his hand gently on my leg. And I realized in that moment he 
didn't want me to talk. Now, my initial reaction was, why would you do that? Like, how dare you? That's not nice of you. That's rude. I was talking, you know, but that was a split second. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to be quiet. And then I had to really process it for a little while. And I thought, okay, how do I see this from his point of view? What was he trying to convey in that? And then I realized that maybe I had cut him off and I just didn't realize it. Well, when I finally talked to him about it, you know, he asked me what was wrong and I said, you know, it it doesn't matter. It's not that important. It's okay. When I finally told him what was bothering me, I said, you know, this is, I, I felt like I didn't like the way you communicated to me. You know, it kind of hurt my feelings. And I said, but it doesn't really matter because I realized that maybe I had cut you off. And he did say that that's what he felt like. And so I feel like it's so beneficial that it's okay to have your feelings, your emotions. That's what I tell myself. It's okay to have those emotions and feelings because I'm human and I'm going to have feelings the way I'm treated and the way that, you know, people respond to me and it's okay. But what is not okay for me is to then choose to get all upset and be rude and either not talk to people or to be rude because I feel hurt by it. I feel like it's been such a blessing to stop for a moment and think, okay, let's try to see things from their perspective. Now, in seeing things from people's perspective, though, at least for me, I have to know them a little bit. I have to know how they think and feel. And if I don't, then I need to talk to them about it and get clarification about what they were thinking and feeling. But it's, but it's, taught me a lot of things about how everyone is important and I'm not the only one going through these feelings and everybody's feelings do matter. Another one is forgiving others and helping people as they struggle, looking for opportunities to serve people. Say positive things about others. You know, when I notice that I do say something that's not exactly positive about another person, in that moment I'm thinking to myself, why are you saying this? That's not necessarily true, and even if it is, it's not kind, and that's not who you are. That's what I tell myself. So I've been working on trying to stop myself and Something that I thought a lot about this last week was, I mean, as simple as we have two ears and one mouth, right? And I've heard this saying that you, because we have two ears and one mouth, we need to listen twice as much as we actually speak. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to try that. I'm going to really work on that and see how that works for me. And I find that I really have a lot less to say 
but the things that I feel like I have to say then are, are important or are meaningful. And so I'm going to continue to work on that. Listening more, thinking and saying positive things about other people. And really working on charity and love. Because for me, that feels like the true thing for me to do for myself. If anything, this world and myself needs more love, more kindness, more patience, more hope. And that is my hope with this podcast is to share with you just me being human with my struggles and how I'm choosing to go about seeing them and what I do about them and really working on myself and focusing on myself and becoming a better version of me because I really truly do love who I am and who I'm becoming. I am very happy I noticed that this time of year when it's the winter time and a lot of snow and not much much sunshine, around this time of year usually I feel sad and empty and even depressed. And not this year. Not this year because I've continued to exercise and try to eat healthy and getting outside and I think the biggest thing that's made the difference is that I have looked at myself. I have been really being honest with myself and how I think and how I feel and how I see other people and how I see myself. And I'm cleaning up who I am so that I can honor who I am. So thank you for taking the time to listen today and I hope that you have an amazing day and I look forward to talking to you again.